one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. It's a Sunday morning, doing a little house cleaning, and I've got Smooth Criminal stuck in my head, but it's not the Michael Jackson version, it's the Alien Ant Farm one. Hey man, so looks like we've made it to the oh shit portion of the NBA schedule just a couple weeks into the season here. Sunday night, looking forward to kicking back, watching Celtics and Heat rematch of the Eastern Conference Finals, and COVID pops up again. I mean, we talked about it last week on the pod. NFL made it through their season, or at least they're on their way now with the playoffs going on, but those guys only had to play once a week. NBA is trying to play a game every other night. Different cities. Not good. Not looking good. I'm getting a lot of video playback errors on my league pass. Which means every time I restart the feed, I gotta watch that damn Fanatics commercial with the people dancing around in the Lakers jerseys. <sighs> show me, show me. I just uh, <laughs> flipped on the TV trying to get to a game on ESPN or TNT to see what the doubleheader is, what's going on. No games on live TV over here, so I flip on League Pass. I catch the final uh, three seconds of three different games. <laughs> I sit through the, the Fanatics Experience commercial for Lakers jerseys only to get to a blue screen each time that says this game has ended. And it's Tuesday and it lasted for 25 years. Okay, so I uh, just picked the kid up from daycare. Hey, Will, say hi, Patrick. Hi, Patrick. And I uh, just heard the big news that uh, Harden's going to the Nets. Now, very interesting. I mean, there's obviously a lot of moving pieces of this thing. I don't even know all of them because I just heard it in like a, a sports update. But Thingamajig goes to Houston, I guess. Levert goes to Indiana. That should be interesting because Indy's been playing pretty well. Um, but answers one of the big questions, probably the big question of the season, where's James Harden going? Answer that. The next couple dominoes fall, though, very interesting, I think. you got Kyrie. He's been off, you know, doing his BS. I wonder, like, is this – this like the, the siren bringing him back to the team, or is he still going to be doing whatever it is he's doing? And then the other thing is, you know, of course, the, the favorite part of the game of all NBA fans, who is the next superstar to get traded? So I want to talk about all these things with you. I can't wait. Uh, we got to go to Target, so we'll see you later. Hey, Will, can you say bye? Bye. Lauren, I don't expect this to mean anything to you, but – the Brooklyn Nets just traded for James Harden. Cool. That's good, right? Or is that bad? Do we want that to happen? Yay! <laughs> Gotta tell you, Sean, I don't always agree with Stephen A. Smith. But when he's saying things that I do agree with, there's no one I'd rather listen to rant and rave. When some, even in my head, when I'm thinking something that I really, really believe, my voice, my internal voice, just shifts to Stephen A's voice. And hearing him go off, I'm watching the clip right now from yesterday of him saying Kyrie should retire, is just like, it's doing what I wish coffee could do to me. I could take on the world right now. I'm feeling great about it. Has nothing to do with basketball, just more of like the game 
needs to evolve, and we're doing this. We don't need you. I'm paraphrasing right now, but just that Kyrie should retire. If you want to focus on this, focus on this. You want to focus on basketball, focus on basketball. It's just fucking dynamite. We read the daddy book? Okay. Mama. Okay. Mama. Yeah, Mama. So what happened was that James Harden did the absolute worst thing you can do as a player. He shot his way out of town. Yeah. Well, Mama's at work. Shot his way out of town in Houston, a team that has done whatever they could to keep him happy. Yeah, there's Mama, and there's Dada, and there's Baby. On this day, Kyrie Irving decided he was going to leave the Celtics, and it was a foregone conclusion, but this is the day that he said, I'm done. Yeah, and now he chose Brooklyn, and guess what? He is doing the same thing he did in Boston, which is shooting his way out of town, but not being very direct about it. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, and there's Mama and Dada and Baby. Over 30 League, Sean Silver, Patrick O'Connor with you, talking NBA, and uh, P, I gotta say, the big shoe has dropped, the clog of the National Basketball Association trade speculation season has fallen. The Houston Rockets told James Harden, what is it uh, Enrique said? Enrique. If you feel like leaving, I'm not going to make you stay. Oh, that yeah, that is. I thought you were going to, I wasn't sure where you were going with that. <laughs> I can be your hero is what I thought you were going to do, and that's definitely not what James Harden or really anyone involved in this trade said. No, it sounds like James Harden told uh, Daryl Morey, you're, you were not my hero when you were here. And uh, what's the name of the new Houston uh, general manager? Either way, he was not Tell his hero either. No. He was not his hero either. So, I absolutely love the idea of calling James Harden the clog. I think that's a great <laughs> nickname for him. But yeah, he's off to Brooklyn. Finally, finally, finally. A player of James Harden's talent gets what he wants. Finally, it's such so refreshing in the NBA, isn't it? Yeah, he uh, he didn't follow the you know pretty much the Anthony Davis playbook, which was basically name any superstar before Anthony Davis who followed that playbook. It's 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 a well uh, it's a well loved tome. Um, I feel like you know if that was a library book, it would be checked out often. The corners would be very worn down. Uh, the pages, you know, lots of uh, lots of dog-eared uh, pages as well. It's uh, it's something that we've we've seen a lot. It's pretty predictable, and you know, people were forecasting this trade a month, month and a half ago. Uh, it just took a while and a lot of speculation about whether it would be Philly somewhere else, and now it's finally happened. I really think this breaks down to three things, right? Three questions: What does this mean for James Harden? What does this mean for the NBA? What does this mean for Kyrie Irving? Yeah. Three questions. What does this mean for James Harden? I mean, it's, <laughs> I hate it. I mean, I think it's, it's the absolute worst way to go about uh, getting out of a contract. I mean, shooting, he literally shot his way out of Texas <laughs> and yeah. I get it. I want to, you know, you want to take control of your career, but like at a certain point, there's just there's got to be a better way to do it than weird protesty type of ways. I don't know. I mean, what do I know? 
right? Who knows what's going on down there? But I think letting yourself get out of shape and then like running your team and teammates into the ground, like in press conferences, just to show how miserable you are and try to like, you know, just not, <laughs> not be sportsmanlike at all. <laughs> it's just so unbecoming of a person. It, it just stinks, man. I mean, there's so many good things about the NBA and it just, it's awful that, well, A, that someone feels like they have to do that in order to be heard or to get out. That sucks for anyone to do that. It also just sucks as a fan. That's not what you want to watch or kind of think about. So God only knows. I mean, I have a hard time feeling bad for James Harden for anything related to this. Like I'm giving him a huge slice of the benefit of the doubt, but Houston did everything they could under both for Tita and the previous ownership group to um, to just appease this guy. They, they've shredded their future to make him happy, and he still wasn't happy, and now he's gone. It's funny because I was talking to my brother, and I remember back in like – I don't know. When Harden first got to the Rockets, he did this like goofy footlocker commercial. It was like the beard had just come in. He did this silly song and and uh my brother was in high school at the time and you know sent me this like uh, this is ridiculous, this is hilarious, like texted it to me, you know, seven, eight years ago. And I was just like, Hey, remember that stupid footlocker commercial that James Harden, you know, made when he was like kind of establishing his brand as the beard and and it's like from there, you know, he's a basketball player and you could make an objective analysis on whether or not you liked his brand of basketball. Now you just act like this and it's like, oh, what a dick, you know, it's like and every time this happens, it just lowers. But I mean, Anthony Davis has bounced back pretty well. He's a world champion now. Yeah, I mean, I think AD is completely different than than Harden. I mean, you could both. I, I just think that it's like Anthony Davis suffered through quote unquote suffered through they tried some to make it work really down, down there too. Yeah. Some really down seasons in new Orleans wanted to get out of there. They just, they just I, couldn't, they didn't allocate the funds properly. No, I, Harden has just had his pick of the litter for whatever he wants in right. Houston for like eight years, man. And it's like, did all this stuff to get Chris Paul on the team, mm-hmm. did all this stuff to get Westbrook on the team and both times really mortgaged the future. And now I mean, it's, it's, um, I don't really feel bad for Houston. I mean, they're going into a different phase and, you know, we'll see if whatever they're doing now works, but it's just, it's the way that this all unfolded of just another guy. You just hate to see someone acting this way, getting what they want. And that stinks. So obviously the, the old playbook worked again. So what does it mean for the league, Patrick? Well, I think what we're seeing Honestly, uh, a buddy of mine texted me this and uh, to a- asked me to help him make sense of all this hard and stuff. I do most of my work frantically texting while my kid's having lunch. So let me just pull this up. Um, here's what I said. The question, help me think about this Harden deal. Are the Nets bonkers for giving away like every draft pick for seven years to win <laughs> To win now at all costs or this? Or is this, okay, I don't have another way to think about it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> like yes, <laughs> it's repeating the biggest mistake in the franchise's history again. Yeah. But number two, it's absolutely devaluing picks and development for a team. The Nets are proving that two NBAs exist in one league. Um, teams that make picks and develop players, and the other team that pays them when they become men, quote unquote. 
Like, so for a team like the Nets who are like, yeah, take all the picks. I don't care. Whatever. Because they know that like, as long as they have a couple marquee guys, whoever winds up coming up or looking good or looks like a complimentary piece or a player on the rise when they're 21 or 22, Brooklyn will just sign them. You know what I mean? Why do we need to draft and develop? Mm -hmm. We can find people in the G League. We can find people overseas. We can find vet minimum guys. We can find guys that were undervalued. We can find guys that are just fine with playing a role player position. That's what they have now. And when they find someone they really want, they'll pay them to come. Well, they found the allure of superstars. They found Levert and Allen, maybe not Tory and Prince, but Levert and Allen were draft picks for them, right? So, I mean, they at least but that's you know, drafted point, and developed those guys to to build up the capital to trade it. That's my point. Do they need to do that now? They have Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden. Not do now. the Lakers need to do that? Do the Lakers need to do that? They have LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And that's the thing. Like, it, And this is different from – it's it's the same but different from 2013 when it was Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett. KG was 37. I went back and I was like, wait, KG was born in 1976. So when that trade took place, he was 37 years old. Paul Pierce was 35. Like I know they had D. Will. They had Joe Johnson, right? Uh, who was the other? Brooke Lopez, right? That was their starting five and, and when they were uh, when they made that deal. I mean, so it's it's a bit different in fact in the fact that James Harden, though pudgy, is 31. You know, could still be conceivably in the prime of his career here. Kyrie is under 30 years old. Durant is right around what early 30s. So these guys, it, in age and mileage, mirror much more like the 2008 Celtics than they do the 2013 New uh, you know Brooklyn Nets. The other part is that you know these teams that draft and develop. They don't win. You know, we talked about this last week with the duos. You you talked about the two NBAs. Well, the NBA where they pay the guys, take those guys from you when they become men, those are the teams that win the title. The last year's Lakers. Toronto getting Kawhi the year before that. It's not working with DeMar DeRozan. We're going to get Kawhi. Um, Cleveland with with LeBron, Kyrie, and Kevin Love. Miami with LeBron, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh. The Lakers when they, you know, Pau Gasol and Kobe. The only exception within the last decade plus has been Golden State. And even Golden State went and grabbed Kevin Durant, take your, your biggest rival off the table. It's it's wild how this keeps happening. And it makes me wonder, like, you know, Eastern Conference, the Sixers were in the talks here. The Sixers have done the, you know, the drafting and developing. The process is nearly a decade old now. They're still sitting here empty-handed, waiting for something to happen. Joel Embiid's going off. 40 point, what, what did he have last week? 40.15 rebound, five assists, five blocks, like just unbelievable numbers out of him. He's coming of age, but it, it just kind of follows the model of, well, these teams can't win anything. I think it's like there's there's premier teams and there's, for lack of a better term, developmental teams. Mm. Teams that are looking for their identity and teams that have their identity. It's all. What do the Celtics and be? They have an identity. Yeah. And they're but they're a perennial contender. They're up there with Philly. They're a contender though, but they they haven't won anything in 13 years. They their new approach here is to go with the two guys that they drafted and developed. Are they going to get anything yeah. out of that? We don't know. But don't it's know. clear that for Boston Who fans, would... just hanging around and being a contender, being, you know, in the top five, six 
Celtics isn't isn't necessarily good enough. For who? For the Celtics, you know, to be in the Eastern Conference Baby, Finals. I'm gonna, not, let me reel you back. Let me reel you back from, from, no, 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 no. Let me pull you back from Radio Land. Okay. We're doing a podcast here. Okay. <laughs> you don't have to tease someone to listen after the break, Sean. <laughs> like, you don't have to be a contrarian. Listen, this I'm is saying the rule it's not, it's not good enough for fans. I'm not saying it's not but good enough for me. I'm fine. It's not good enough for Patriots fans who are bored with football. It's not good enough for baseball fans bored. who are trying to learn something new. Like it's, or here's the way to think about it. So even using your own teams, right? Philly and Boston, are you worried about Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum starting the season and wondering if they'll, if Danny Ainge is going to trade one of those guys? You really like, there's a hint of worry that that could have happened at the beginning of the season, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's how you know that like they're a contender team their gatekeeper. No one is worried about a premier team. That's like the one of the ones that are willing to throw around huge money. None of their marquee guys are going to get traded. They're not in rumors every week. That's not something that's it's surrounding them as players. That's not something that's orbiting guys like Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, right. Kevin Durant, James Harden. Now Kyrie Irving. Um, They're established properties. LeBron James, AD, you're not thinking about that. Like one, they're on these teams, right? Any team where it's like, are they one piece away? Would we have to part with one of them? It would hurt, but would we do it for a title? That's a contending team, Boston and Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Would you sell your soul to get this for the chance to win? Like, you know, it's those are those type of teams. The Clippers, I would say, are basically on that level too. Mm-hmm. You have two guys. You're definitely not going to move Kawhi. I could definitely see Paul George getting moved, even though we just signed a massive contract. It's the teams that are truly like, and now Brooklyn is kind of there where they're like, we'll just keep signing guys around these as long as we have two of them and probably Harden Durant. It's like, that's how, that's not the NBA I want, but that's kind of like, that's what that means for the league. I think it's like either the teams that are willing to pay people and the teams that want to develop people. And you hope that you can develop them and have them stay or have some success that keeps them there before they wind up getting lured to one of those bigger markets where you're getting paid like a superstar, you're treated like a superstar, you're recognized as a superstar and I guess in a true cool. superstar fashion. A list that's that's still on the table for a place like Milwaukee, who you know just signed up Giannis to this big deal. But again, you know what does that actually mean? It it sounds good right now, a couple of years from now, because Milwaukee is perennially not one of those teams. They they right. hit gold with with a mid first round pick who became an MVP, but they're they're perennially not the team that's going to spend. Now they've they've made some moves. You know they've they've been very Celtics like in in building up the box mm-hmm. and making some shrewd maneuvers, but um, you know that they're they're not a team that's expected to win. And these markets that you're shouting out here, I mean Brooklyn, you know, never an NBA champion, and not in New Jersey either. I think you got to go back to Dr. J's days for that. Philly, no title since '83. Um, Celtics, you know, only one title since 1986. It just kind of shows the currency that you have here in the league right now. It's also just a dramatic shift in the way the game is played. Like offense is the name of the game right now. There's almost no defense yeah. at all. There's 40, 20 point a night scorers right now. It's crazy. Damn. And, but that's all going to change too. When we recorded a podcast last week, the Celtics were 
like number nine in the East, and now they're yeah, number one four, in the East. You went four in a row, then you get hit with COVID and don't play any more games, and right. <laughs> there you go. So we're just it, these are early days here, but I'm thinking from a position of it's either going to be you have the teams that are like looking good that you could see kind of catching fire for a longer period of time all season long. Maybe you have someone who repeats and kind of recaptures that end of the year magic and rides that through Miami is specifically who I'm mentioning there. Right. Or a team like Toronto who basically like they kind of won it with one major star and some basketball stars. Right. We're talking about the difference between Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels in 1997, you know, (laughs) Ric Flair widely is like considered the greatest of all time is truly famous from wrestling versus guys like Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart who were famous for wrestling. LeBron is famous because of basketball. Giannis is famous from basketball. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, so, and until you cross that board and I'm not going to like Anthony Davis is not there and will not be there. No, it's just not him. But for the guys that are truly like cult of personality, gravity shifts when they go to a different team and you view the team in a different light, those are the teams that wind up being there. And it's not necessarily the teams that you watch that you want to watch play day in and day out. You know? Yeah. It's, it's just a weird. And until that, bubble bursts until there's a team that kind of comes along and is like, and beats a super team like that, then basketball, it's going to keep looking more and more polarized as to like, it's just where the superstars go. And that stinks. No one wants that. It's just kind of how it is. It honestly, it'll be different in five years, which in the NBA is 20. So (laughs) you mentioned earlier Kyrie and you were talking about being either famous, you know, for basketball or famous, um, excuse me. You talked yeah, about from being, or because. Yeah, fam- a famous guy from basketball or a famous guy because of basketball. Kyrie clearly does not want to be famous because of basketball, at least the way that he's acting uh, these days. Right. One of the things you mentioned was, "What does this trade mean for Kyrie?" I, I mean, I. <laughs> does it make me too much of an asshole to say I told you so, and I'm pretty sure I told you so on this podcast? Yeah. Like, like, like recently, this, <laughs> this is, it sucks, man. It absolutely sucks for whatever he's going through for whatever he's feeling. It's, I don't wish it upon anybody. It's terrible. Right. right. This is not how to act though. Like take that out of it. No apologies. Like this is not how you act. And it sucks that he's doing this. No one, cause no one is forcing him to do this, man. If like, if the rumors are to be true he left without talking to his coach. He's messing around out there without a mask during COVID. There's rules in place that if you get caught doing that, you have to get investigated. It's going to cause him to miss more time. For him to respond to that and to say, I'm willing to sit out the whole season, for what fucking reason? Yeah. Why? He clearly, it, like... It, you don't he, want to talk to the media? Fine. Right. It's, I'm going to sum it up for you right here because daddy's got to go back to work. But <laughs> the, uh, I, one of the accounts I follow on Instagram for, you know, parenting stuff, sure. and I try to help in little kids through feelings and all that. Like we all know that there was something I saw on there today that really encapsulated for me, the Kyrie Irving situation, the children that are in the need, in need of the most love act out in the most unlovable ways. Yeah. And that's Kyrie Irving. Yeah. 
No, I, I, that sums it up. I mean, he's he again. He doesn't. He really doesn't owe anything to a lot of people. You know, the the cult of personality around basketball, the media. You know, but you do have kind of certain human responsibilities that he's just completely shirking. You know, it's kind of like, okay, sure. You don't want to be a basketball player. You don't want to play this game. You don't want to do the dance. That's fine. But as a human being, there's kind of a, there's kind of a certain decorum that you, that you should follow. That would be appreciated. He's just kind of decided to throw that completely out the window. Harden getting signed by Brooklyn. That shows Brooklyn doesn't need Kyrie. Yeah. And that's got to suck. But then, but, like, but then it's like you you don't need Kyrie, but you look at that team and it's Joe Harris, it's DeAndre yeah. Jordan with no backup center, it's Landry Shamit and Bruce Bat- Brown as your point guards, and Jeff Green coming off the bench, mm-hmm. and TLC, and like mm-hmm. that's that's your that's your seven or eight man rotation right there without Kyrie. It it's don't they, it's they not will super not impressive. play any defense. They will no. not play any defense, so they won't be working any. Um, any stabilizing muscles. <laughs> it's just going to be offense, offense, offense. You're going to get 60, 70 points like, tonight okay. out of Durant Harden. And and if that wins it for you, then good luck. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's boring, man. They're not even, to me, that's like, that's, uh, I look at basketball in levels, right? There's teams that you stop what you're doing to watch. Mm-hmm. There's teams you watch on demand on league pass. Mm-hmm. There's teams you watch in condensed view only. And there's teams you watch in top 10 highlights only. The Nets are a top 10 highlights only team. (laughs) Like, I don't need to see anything that you guys are going to do. I'll watch the like crazy highlights that whatever Durant does or Harden or whatever. Who cares? On on the real though, and those those beautiful like 1991 uniforms with Durant playing the way he's been playing, you know, under the previous construction before they made this trade, they were a pretty interesting team. Totally, man. I I put him in totally. a different box, but yeah, I I feel you on that. I mean, do I want to sit down and? I mean, DeAndre Jordan is DeAndre Jordan. It is it not like they're counting on this guy for a lot, but they kind of are given given their rotation. Like yeah. that man is not even thirty years old, and Wait, I, he's I, not. He's not. He came he came in I, as like a nineteen year old. He <laughs> he is not thirty years old. I don't think. The name of this episode is going to be DeAndre Jordan is not 30 years old. <laughs> he is okay, he's 32. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But yeah. still, still, but still, DeAndre Jordan looks like me or you out there. Yeah, and that's honestly that's giving you or me a lot of credit. It's <laughs> um I think that it's just it's not so much that if you watch basketball just for the game of basketball divorced from all the static around it. Mm. That's probably a super fun team to watch. Yeah. You know, the Barclays center is an awesome place to watch a basketball game. I like the stark uniforms, like the black and white. It's cool. Mm-hmm. I yeah. love the throwback stuff. That's cool too. Yeah. Plus you've got Durant Harden and Kyrie who are three of the most exciting players to watch on any given night, but it is impossible to divorce all the bullshit and all the rewarding of bad behavior and in uh, bad behavior, quote unquote. Right. I mean, we're talking stuff that makes either. us kind of dislike the sport that we love. Well, it's just I like, why do you that. need to do that? Or yeah. like, whatever it's, I, I don't know. It's just being 
um, just kind of having these weird public things to say, but not doing anything about it and not truly coming out with how you feel about something to me is just kind of like, I don't know, why would you just keep doing this? So for one, I mean, of the three of those guys, I think uh, Kevin Durant handles it the best. He's like, I wanted to go play here. So that's what I'm doing. And that's that. Okay, <laughs> cool. Yeah. You know, but there's no other ulterior motive behind that. It's just like, this is what I've decided to do. That's what I'm doing. The end of that. But for Kyrie, I mean, he, he's in, he's got a lot of feelings and I can't blame him for that. This has been an incredibly hard year for, mm-hmm. you know, with the pandemic and just for the like social and economic change that is the reckoning that this country just went through. Some guys are way more affected than others. And I mean, what do I know? I can barely speak on that. We're two white guys doing a podcast in the middle of a work day. It does not hit us the same. Yeah. (laughs) But my point is, I don't know if he's going about handling it the right way in a situation where everyone would be so understanding about if like what everyone's going through. There's right. no like why like that conversation that has evolved so much. Which like, dude, I mean, again, this is all third hand stuff stuff that we have from what's yep. already been reported. But if he truly left Brooklyn and didn't tell Steve Nash he was going and didn't say when he's coming back and just kind of being like, Well, the NBA can do whatever, I'm gonna do what I want. It's like that's not the way to handle it. Yeah. It's, it's just bogus. not it's bogus and it's again, we're talking about like well-worn stuff. Like we saw that in Boston. We saw that in Cleveland. So, right. So, yeah. And you know, I mean, like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Best of luck, Brooklyn. Enjoy Nets fans. But I think that like Stephen A. Smith was yelling, obviously. (laughs) No, No. (laughs) I know. Crazy. But he was like saying like, Kyrie Irving, you should retire. If you want to dedicate your time to social justice, you should retire from basketball and go do it because basketball is not your priority. And then when it is your priority, come back. What if he does that and he's like, he goes and he let's say he ends up on the Suns, you know? And then they do this again and then they push Chris Paul out. <laughs> like it's, <laughs> it's, this is just not, it's going to keep happening because that's he's just like- what's going to happen. I mean, look, we saw Gronk retire from, you know, retire, quote unquote, for the NFL to to heal up his body. You know, we right. saw like Ricky Williams, who is definitely like a different cat from your your prototypical athlete, take some time off from the NFL, obviously had a little bit of love for the weed, which definitely didn't vibe with you know, the way that, that the league handled things. Um, but, you know, if Kyrie is just... Kurt Angle. Yeah. yeah. You know, left WWE and a month later he was in TNA. <laughs> Those were heady times. Um, but but yeah, it's like no one's forcing your hand here. I mean, yes, you have a contract and and you're you're on paid vacation basically right now. Um, but if you gotta go figure something out, you know, go figure something out. It, are you worried about people judging you? Because you're telling us that you're not worried about people judging you, but it really feels like you're worried about people judging you. There's it's no there's no consequences. What's the consequence? Yeah. We're seeing that now in many other. Stephen A. Smith yelling is the consequence. Yeah, that's the consequence. There you go. What does it matter? So he yells every day, and I love him. <laughs> I mean, it's like uh, that voice that I left you today. I tried to cut some stuff together. It was just <laughs> Stephen A. is the best. 
So go back and listen to that if you haven't yet. All right. I know you got some stuff to do. Uh, yeah. I am I am clearly in for it again, another night of infant screaming. So I'm going to attempt to uh, get my mind right before that hits. And uh, And yeah, my friend, keep smiling. Keep shining. You can always count on me. That's for sure. For sure. <laughs> See you, buddy. Later, man. And probe and whether or not you violated them, you know all of this stuff. You don't care. You don't mind missing games or anything. So guess what? This is what Kyrie Irving is saying. Basketball is not a priority to me. <laughs> <laughs>